celebrates the age of Aquarius on Happy Healthy You because I'm talking to Adam Ellenbos, who's an astrologer, and he has really followed his bliss in starting Nightlight Astrology. Right. How did you start getting passionate? Because I know you're so passionate about astrology. How, right. did, how did all that start in your life? Um, well, I, I started um, working with um, various forms of South American shamanism about eight years ago. And a big part of the shamanic tradition is the seasonal, you know, yearly, monthly tracking of patterns in nature, whether it's plant, plant cycles um, and, and their growth patterns or the cycles of the moon and the sun. Um, the, the patterns of nature are, are very important to the spiritual journey. Um, through through the shamanic path. So I, I first became, I mean, I've loved the sun and the moon and just the stars and astronomy and Star Wars and stuff like that since I was a kid. But mm -hmm. the, the shamanic path really opened me up to, um, to tapping into a, a deeper resonance with these patterns of nature. Yeah, and it seems like those indigenous cultures really had it right because they've been doing astrology for how many? Right. How, how yeah, many years? tens of thousands of years that yeah. the, the tribal and indigenous people have just um, whether it's their festivals, the, the way that they handle um, rites of passage or you know menstruation for, for women and the coming of age, fertility, I mean, all Even different death. kinds of... Yeah, death. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. How, how do you define astrology? I mean, mm -hmm. what, what is it all about? Mm -hmm. um, well, the way that I like to think about it, and there's a lot of ways to think about it because there are a lot of astrologies, just like there are lots of different calendars and lots of different ways sure. of, of tracking the seasons. Um, astrology in, in my book is kind of like a symbolic uh, system for understanding um, the events of the outer world as they correlate to events within, our, within ourselves, within our psychology. Um, you know, and, and so the, the uh, astrology kind of has as its, um, as its dictum, as above, so below. So we look out at the world, we track the patterns and cycles and try to penetrate their symbolic meanings as if the music, uh, as, as if reality were sort of musical. And if you have an ear for it, you can hear it and understand the deeper meanings. And you find out that these things are, these same patterns are really playing out within you as well. And it really helps make sense of so many things yeah. that you would never even consider. Yeah. You are so deep. Gosh, I don't even know if I can <laughs> like talk to you without my head spinning. So, okay, so let's just talk about like sun signs because mm -hmm. sun signs are kind of the basic right. uh, template for yeah. for who we are here, right? Yes. So talk about the importance yeah. of that. Well, the sun sign is um, it, it. It's a more I would say it's a more recent phenomenon in astrology to to be really like when someone asks what's your sign, you're like, well, I'm a Cancer or I'm a Sagittarius mm -hmm. or whatever, and we're saying that's our that's our sun sign. That's like what the we classic pickup line right? yeah like what's your sign <laughs> and and um the reason that we do that is because um we're in um an age astrologically like a long period of time like the yugas in in um yoga uh, metaphysics where we're, we're going through a time period where individuality and individuation and progress and innovation and invention are all really um prized archetypes and so the sun sign represents who are you who are you making yourself into what is your hero's journey what is your quest what is your unique contribution um you know obviously the moon sign is equally important but the, the sun sign is so important to us in the modern sort of western era because we're interested in becoming the best that we can be and we're interested in not just belonging to the group or the tribe anymore but 
becoming a unique individual with something unique to contribute. Interesting. So if we had lived in another period, time period, one of the other signs may have been more important. For, right. For example, the moon sign or the yeah, exactly. it's ascendant. It's, yeah, the ascendant, right. It's it's know. it's argue it's argued by a lot of astrologers that um, you know, prior to the past couple of thousands of years, we were much more lunar, instinctual. Um, like a dog barks because that's just in its nature to bark. The moon sign really shows you who you are without thinking about it, without trying. So that's a more feminine. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Are yeah. we moving into a more feminine cycle? That's the idea is that we've done all of this growth work, this in individuation, but the shadow side of it is ego. And the, the feminine side, um, the, the lunar side helps us reintegrate into a more relational, participatory, in, embodied, uh, you know, community, tribal network again. And so, you know, the moon sign, moon sign astrology is kind of on the rise right now because um, just like, you know, goddess events, red tent circles, mm -hmm. like all of the um, reawakening, activating the feminine, like those things are all on the rise. Same thing in astrology with the moon. So is there anything we can do to ride the wave of these changing cycles a little bit better? Can you help us? As yeah. A, as a... <laughs> well, I mean, interestingly enough, um, you know, we have our solar year and we can, if we pay attention to that solar year, we can track the major developments of, of our growth journey. That's a really important place to start. So your winter solstice is your new year. It's like the new beginning. Okay. So you got new year, then you go to spring equinox and you have a kind of birthing crisis like springtime. Um, so you can pay attention, everything starts stepping up during the springtime, around March 20th or so is the equinox. Then you get to summer solstice and it's that blossoming time. It's like everything's full open, you've reached the peak of light for the year, and then the energy's going to start dying off all the way until the fall equinox when you reach a kind of releasing and turning inward. So just learning how to sync up your life by the four seasons and those movements is the best place to start. Um, but the, the second thing, and more, much more importantly, is the month-to-month -month and day-to-day, -day, where we, a lot of us get chewed up and spit out by our moods and our bosses at work and our relationships and our finances and um, whatever else. That's the domain of the moon, the daily, monthly cycle. Um, and uh, obviously, uh, our feminine is within each one of us, but, you know, women in particular, the body and how it's lined up with the moon cycle, very sensitive to these fluctuations. And I like to see that a lot of my male clients are learning how to become more sensitive as well. But that's really the task as I see it is, is to become more sensitive to the daily fluctuations, which move by the exact same rhythm. You have new moon, first quarter, full moon, and last quarter. And if you're tracking those on a monthly basis, you get a much more week by week and if you take your studies to the next level and kind of get into the sign symbolism day by day, you can really start to understand, oh, I'm feeling moody. I'm really feeling agitated. Oh, well, the moon is in a 90 degree angle to Mars today. Um, don't react to, you know, like be cool. No, don't get bedazzled and possessed by the waves of um, energy that are coming through. Once you understand that on the daily level, I mean, that's really where the mastery takes place uh, over our body and our habitual nature, which is the moon. Wow. 
that's complicated. It Adam. is, yeah. It <laughs> and takes then a within lot. all of that are our individual charts. Right, yeah. So there's the big picture, and then if we studied our own charts, we could really be tuned in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because the natal chart is very specific. It's like a blueprint or a map of where, where the planets were when you were born that gives you a sense of, you know, the, the unique jewel or mandala of your own psychic you know mansion really and it's very complex um but you know again like like i like to teach people very simple ways to, to track the moon and the sun and then you know that but this is why you need an astrologer essentially or or some good you know workshops or orientations because astrology is um it's not different than astronomy really i mean like most people um don't don't realize that they think of the two as very separate but astronomy actually grows right out of astrology yeah so, it really does hey let me ask you this while we're talking about astronomy astrology is pluto a planet or what right and how does that affect everything? yeah well yeah so i mean there's actually um something like you know probably over a hundred thousand small objects in our solar system that have you know been classified as asteroids or kuiper belt objects or you know different different classes and sizes they all have orbits they all can be tracked they're all moving through the zodiac um so it, it you know so it's kind of a, a non-event that pluto was that even conversation was had well it was it, i think it was really important because it kind of opened the door like pluto was discovered it its discovery coincided with a major like the the splitting of the atom um, you know, the nuclear, the nuclear bomb being created, you know, Pluto's archetypal property in astrology relates to this deep, deep level of natural, raw, un unharnessed power. Um, so it's a very powerful archetype. It's a scientific discussion as to whether or not it's a planet. It's not an astrological one. That's mm. okay. Point. Okay. Yeah. Good, good. All right. So here's something I find really fascinating. When you go to the Vatican, and you look at some of the old tombs of the popes, they actually have astrological yeah. signs and symbols. So it's pretty interesting that they were tuned into to that. I mean, yeah. you know, back yeah. during... Yeah, high know. church days. Yeah, it's, it's a funny thing. Um, so there's actually, um, even during the Inquisition, you know, people typically think, oh, the church is so against astronomy, even like Galileo, Kepler, like, you know, they, the church really didn't want these things and so forth. Um, and there's there's a lot of truth to that that the church the Catholic Church had trouble accepting new doctrines about the solar system uh, or, and so forth. But interestingly enough, they, they often didn't have a problem with astrology. Hmm. It was more radical to say the sun was at the center of our solar system than it was to say you were born in Aquarius. Um, so that's a really interesting thing. And um, interestingly enough, a lot of scientists are now equally as dogmatic about. Um, the astrological metaf metaphysics, like they're they're at equally sort of you know like most astronomers I meet probably would think I'm I'm like crazy for doing what I do, you know. So it's funny because the church called the astronomers crazy, uh, like the astrologers, mm -hmm. and now it's pretty much the opposite. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, you know, maybe we should all just work together, I know, right? right? Right. So if somebody wanted to work with you, how would it go? Like if, if I come to you for the first time, how would we proceed with mm -hmm. our... Um, well, what you do is you, um, you're, you know, you're, you're just going to send, kind of email me your, your birth chart information in advance of the session. Your birth chart information is where were you born? Um, what time exactly were you born? You need to have that from your birth certificate, um, the city and state or, or country or whatnot. 
And, um, and then what I do is I cast the chart for that moment using the astrology software that I have. They used to have to do charts by hand and most professional astrologers that are my, you know, much my senior are, they, they know how to draw these by hand using all this advanced mathematics. It's really incredible. But I just put it up by software and then, you know, you come in and we, we unpack the chart. It takes about 60 to 90 minutes to get a good, uh, once through, but it, it, it gives you a sense of where everything is and kind of what the different patterns are in your chart. And then following that, you can do updates. Oh gosh, yeah, there's there's so many different things you can do. Family Karma is a really popular one where you bring in the charts of all of your family members, as many as you can gather. Um, and the price range sort of varies depending on how many you're bringing in. Sure. Um, past life uh, past life regression work where we, we look at some specific signatures in the birth chart to try to unpack some of the deeper ancestral or past life patterns. If you're into that, you know, some people are, some people aren't. Um, we, you know, monthly follow-ups people do to just check in on their monthly transits forecasting. Um, other people do um, moon tracking um, as a form of therapy. So I have a lot of regular clients who come in and unpack their dream journal and a monthly journal that I have them keep at specific days and then help them look at the symbolism from the astrological point of view and, and work through whatever they're dealing with in their life. That's cool. So it is kind of like therapy. So have you, do you have any examples of people whose lives have really changed from, um, you know, working with you or working on their own charts and really, sure. yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I've worked, um, I've worked with a lot of people. I've seen a couple thousand clients in my first three years, um, and you know, have trained about 50 or so astrologers through an apprenticeship course that I developed. I used to be, um, I was a college English um, teaching fellow for three years, so I had the experience of building, you know, curriculum. So I, you know, I train people and then see people and stuff like that. I've seen some. I, I can't give away names, but I've seen some celebs, and it's really, it's really fun to learn that celebs, celebrities uh, that we all admire, are have the same questions that sure. everyone else does. Sure. Am I going to have a next date? Am I going to, you know, how's my next movie going to be, or or whatever? Stuff like that's really. Um, you know, I think it was, um, you know, Ronald Reagan that really made it well known that a lot of famous people, especially in the D.C. area, um, politicians, I see a lot of politicians in the area, a lot of people are into astrology that you wouldn't think mm. are into it. Yeah, well, and that's how, <laughs> where they, how they got to where they are, and right. I think, in a lot of, by paying attention. Yeah, right? by paying attention, yeah, totally, and being, being curious about themselves and, and the world. Yeah, that's really fascinating. Do you ever like take peeks at say celebrities or politicians charts like on your own just to see what's yeah. going on? Like especially somebody who may be going through something like, right. you know, celebrities who get in trouble or yeah. celebrities who are experiencing a great amount of fame or anything like right. what, like what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite I, yeah, I'm totally I can be very like it can be kind of voyeuristic, but it, it's also <laughs> like fun because you learn a lot and a lot of these people have their public, you know, their information is out there on Wikipedia. Like you can find they were born at this day in this hospital. Like, you know, it's like incredible what the internet has out there. Um, I always am very respectful when I'm doing that. Sure. I never make judgments about people or anything that that's not good. Um, but yeah, like one of my favorites is, is I, I'm a big golf fan. I like to golf. I'm terrible, but, um, but I was really curious about the kind of fall from grace that Tiger Woods had. Mm -hmm. He like really bit it hard. Yeah. <laughs> and he hasn't really won since, yeah. you know, so, and his, he's been having major astrological transits. Um, it has a lot to do in his case, for example, with the theme of um, pride and control. 
He's an in, in, incredible master of control. That's why he's such a good golfer. Golf is so right. much a, a game of control. But the transits he's been experiencing have been, they've all been around the issue of a loss of control. And like, how do you bring in more fluidity, more naturalness, you know? And really when he had that accident and, and then got busted with the adultery, um, he lost control. And it, the, uh, the big thing is that can the big metaphor for his life is can he come from behind? He never can win a match from behind. He always has to be in the lead to win. He's never come from behind and win and won, won a match. That's a metaphor for his life. Mm -hmm. He stays out in front of things, but now he's behind. So can he come back? That's his great hero's That's journey. That's really interesting. And um, you know, I really have this intuitive sense, of course, nobody really knows what happens after we're gone, but I feel like where we are at the end of our life is kind of the stepping off place for where we go yeah. afterwards. I mean, and, and not even in a sense of heaven and hell, but mm -hmm. like, what we master in this life is what we take with us, right? Yes. So it makes so much sense to try to get it right. Yeah. And if astrology can help us. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, you know, that brings me to mind a story. Um, last fall, I had, uh, I had the chance to do, you know, astrology can, can, in, in death can be a very useful help for families who are grieving. If, sure. Of course, I don't offer that, but if people come to me and ask for it, I do. Um, and I had a family that came to me because they had a, a son who was um, um, murdered during a, a bank robbery in down south. And um, I looked at the chart of the moment of his passage and compared it to his birth chart. And it was um, his chart was filled with the, the symbolism of, of prejudice. And this was a young um, African-American man who was shot um, accidentally during a bank heist type of situation. Um, but it was by uh, a young white man who was known to be into supremacy groups. Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that his birth chart was riddled with past life themes around um, prejudice, he's from the South, that this took place, um, you know, that theme is repeating, but we were able to find a lot of redemptive value for the family in understanding that there have been themes in the past of, of standing up for causes, of, of fighting for your, your ethnic and cultural heritage and, and so forth. And just, um, you know, give, being able to add that additional layer of meaning and insight to a person's passage, I know it was really valuable for the family. Yeah, and with the loss of a child, I know finding any meaning, you know, and right. is, and that, like, is so you, helpful. You never want to be trite and say, oh, well, this is what it means. But if someone comes to you and says, can you help us understand this? Then you say, well, that's when astrology can help. But yeah. it's it's definitely not a tool to explain away pain or anything oh, like oh, that. Oh, for sure. No, <laughs> I mean, I lost a child myself, so I can understand that. Along those lines, how about what Paula Dean is going through and, and the whole issue of racism being brought up? I mean, is, is there something going on right now astrologically that would lead, right. lend itself to that? Yeah, I mean, so the, the big transit right now is Pluto-Uranus. Pluto, again, as I said earlier, kind of represents this Dionysian um, upsurging of raw, sort of libidinal, natural, instinctual power. And Uranus is uh, a planet that refers to emancipation, revolution, um, and, and breakthroughs, very sudden breakthroughs. These two planets are in a square with each other for the entire decade. Um, and the last time that these two planets came into hard contact with each other was the decade of the 60s. Mm. They've also been really active during the American and French revolutions. Uh, you can go back through history and, and look at the times of these two periods. These two planets have come into contact and see the revolutions happening and the, the upsurging of power in the collective. And right now it's really a time where 
we're in another really revolutionary um, you know era I mean the the gay rights issues that have just been coming up in the media sure. prejudice um, a lot of different a lot of different subjects that have a, that similarly revolutionary quality like the 60s a lot of people taking to the streets all over the world the uh, Arab Spring you know we're right now in Brazil what's going on uh, Syria like Libya all these places in the world even Occupy Wall Street so that kind of a theme is here with us again and um, you know it's just sort of just warming up this this summer uh, toward the end of July and into August we're gonna see Jupiter um, a planet that hasn't been in the mix with these with Uranus and Pluto since the Arab Spring is coming back so we should see some some good kind of activity in the collective it's almost always difficult because I think we're just living in a time where we are, are trying to figure out how to do all this peacefully mm. but I think I do believe I'm an optimist so I do believe it's getting better me too me too I'm just looking for us to rise to our highest nature yeah and hopefully we can I, I don't know what sign has to be what what has to be out there right. for that but hopefully it's happening I think it's unfolding. just yeah, I think it's just a matter of, you know, from, from the astrological point of view, like, like the yogic point of view, looking at the ages, um, you know, this is, in a sense, this is all maya, this is all play, this is all a divine illusion, and um, the capacity for us to sort of recognize our ability as co-creators and, and to step into that power, um, you know, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like we're in the birth pains right now, we're in a kind of humanities in a sort of ad adolescence or, or something like that or we're, we're in the contractive pains of birthing into um, an identity that's really capable of of living life much more in harmony but it's like you know um, it, it, it's it's these gradual long evolutionary steps that we have to take to, to get there and I think that's why I love yoga and meditation so much because it's almost inevitable that that's a part of the growth of, of the planet and of, of human beings in general if you don't have a way of tuning into your heart in a happy place and like a, a really centered place for the journey, you can get really swept away by the negativity. So mm, for sure, so so good to meditate, practice yoga, and and learn your astrological astrology side. too. Yeah. So if somebody wants to work with you or get more information, they can go to your website, mm -hmm. which is uh, www.nightlightastrology.com. It's N-I-G-H-T L-I-G-H-T astrology. And you have and, a book um, out there also? I do. It's called Fishers of Men, The Gospel of an Ayahuasca Vision Quest. Um, that's about my shamanic odysseys in the Amazon. Um, you can find that on like Amazon or Barnes & Noble or something like that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just intuiting that there are many more books than you, Adam, because <laughs> you've got a lot to say and you have such a wealth of knowledge. Thank oh, you so much for thanks. sharing all this with me. It's fascinating. And now we have to sit down and do my chart, I guess, and yeah. figure out what I have left to do in this life because, yeah. I don't know, I'm, I'm busy. So <laughs> i got to figure it out so I can... Squeeze it all in, right? Absolutely. Well, you know, when I was I was I was brought up a preacher's kid, so I I, ah! I saw like you know that pre I've got that preacher thing in me. So, ah, what did your parents think of? of <laughs> well, that's kind of what my book is about. My whole family is sort of um, has gone through a, a real odyssey of their own. So my whole family's kind of into these things now. Um, everything from yoga to astrology, they're open to all of it now. It's all God. It's yeah. all spirit. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Totally. Well, thank you, Adam. We'll go to Nightlight Astrology, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you.